Hello. Hi, darling. I've just noticed I never put up the episode on um, Instagram this week. What an idiot. Oh. I do that. I thought I had, but I haven't. That's really weird. Um, when I get off, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, okay, so motherhood. Which yes. Is a good one. Yeah. Pluses and minuses. I've had a really shit week with my kids. Really oh gosh. Shit. Yeah, I've got so much to talk about. Um. So episode sixteen is going to be, isn't it? Right on the again. Oh, there it is. Um. Yeah. Have you got anything that you want to do in the next few weeks? And we want to do your lady, don't we? We can try and schedule her in next. Yeah. Week. She. Oh, yeah. We'll see what time. What time she's available. Yeah, I mean, I've only met, I've only spoken to her a couple of times, but we, she's very open and honest about. Good, that sounds really good. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you can think of any more, bang them over to me. Um, okay. Because we can mix up what we're doing um, and make them flow. You know, so we're sitting one next to something that's different. Um, I definitely want to do body image though and body dysmorphic because I've got two friends who I think are body dysmorphic. Um, they admit themselves they think they are, and I am actually a little bit I think as well. So. Okay. Uh, that'd be a good one. Okay, um, should we get straight on with it? Should we reverse it and you introduce this one? Oh my God. Do you no, 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 you've got five fucking children. Okay. <laughs> You're the perfect person to do it. So I'll say the hello and welcome, then I'll take a pause, then I'll go in with who I am, then you do who you are. But um, when you say in this week we're going to talk about, so yes, this week a breath pause so I can cut the music and with them we'll talk. Okay. okay. All right, cool. I need to cough. <laughs> I needed to cough through the last five minutes of the other one. I can't go. Eh. <laughs> so annoying. Right, you good to get straight on with it? I think so. Okay, is there <laughs> you want to say or raise or? No, we'll okay. just go for it. We'll just All go right, with good. it. Hello and welcome to the sixteenth episode of More a Podcast, designed to inspire, encourage, and support women to make changes, both big and small, in their lives. And this week we're talking motherhood. I'm Jo Merritt. I'm a wellness advocate for Deterra Essential Oils. And I am a full-time mummy uh, to two teenagers at the moment who have driven me up the frigging wall. And I'm Serena, a mummy of five, a body confidence and sexual empowerment coach. And I'm super, super excited to be talking about motherhood this week because obviously being a mummy of five, it's hard work. <laughs> I think you're mad. <laughs> In the most polite way, I think you are mad as a bunch of frogs. Like, wh- why? You have two hands. Why would you have three more children when you can't hold their hands? Well, see, the thing <laughs> what is... What did you do? Tie them up with ropes? Lasso them? Did you I have s- things... Cheat dogs? And... <laughs> I spread them out. I spread them out. <laughs> so, um, each one of my children is old yeah. enough to babysit <laughs> one of the other children at some you point. Clever, See? clever woman, you. So that's how I did it. Um, <laughs> so I've always got a helping pair of hands, and they love it. Really, they love it. It's like being on the Waltons or whatever it was called. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, John Boy. <laughs> if I wasn't the person responsible, I love that. I love the idea. I love the concept of all those children. I wanted three originally, and I had a gap of a couple of years between each one. So when the time would have come to have the third, my two were already rowing, and I was like, "This ain't <laughs> happening." <laughs> yeah, 
yeah I get that and I had Nathan um when I was 18 I just I'd literally just turned 18 and I didn't have Alicia for another six years right. so there wasn't that argument they, they'd never got to that argumentative stage until they turned a lot older and by yeah. that time I had had another baby and another yeah. baby <laughs> or whatever you know um so yeah there's big gaps between them the, the smallest gap I've got is between my two youngest and they're right. both boys um and they do fight and argue and my little my littlest one who's four will come and tell me that his brother's mean and he doesn't love him anymore quite a lot because his brother's told him what he can and can't touch or what he can play with but that's the that's the worst I've ever had of the right. kids at the moment that's amazing it's I, I think I'm see, lucky <laughs> yeah I can see how that works now something you said then also scared me witless I remember what I was like at 18 and 19 and 20 all the way through to the end of uni <laughs> The thought of being responsible for a human being at that age. Oh, my Lord. No. No, no, no. not for me. <laughs> I, say a lot, I say it a lot to, I did to my son when he's, he's 24 now, but I did like, he'd be going out drinking or, or being irresponsible. And I'd say to him, I was a mum at your age. I was yeah. looking after you. <laughs> and I right. say it to my daughter as well when she, she, she's doing stuff or she wants to earn her own money. And I say, ah, you can go and get your own job. Go and do get your own money. Don't try and rely exactly. on me because when I was your no. age, I was looking after a child, a house. <laughs> well, we've had this exact conversation this week because my daughter's 17. I've had a bad week, a really bad week with these children. And um, we've had whole conversations. I think we've some resolved some things. It's all to do with respect. Now, I obviously know that teenagers push boundaries. That's their job. That's what they do. They're feeling the way in the world. But they, there are, I have boundaries too, and they have crossed them. And we've had to have a big chat about respect and how you speak to me. And this is my house. It's your home, but it's my house. And um, it's not gone down very well, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, but we had this whole conversation about maturity. Now, they talk to me a lot of the time. So you should be doing all these things. You're my mum. And I am resi resisting this now. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. You're 17, your brother's just turned 15, your grandparents were out to work at 15. And they said to me, yeah, but that's not what it is anymore. It's not like that anymore. And I'm, and I'm saying, no, but you are the same human beings and the world is still there turning. The sun comes up, the sun goes down. It doesn't matter that we don't allow our children to go out to work now full time at 15. You are still mature enough, should you choose to embrace that, to be responsible. Yeah, absolutely. Both my children, my older two, obviously the others are too young at the moment, but both of them had a paper round or worked in a chip shop at 15 years old and were earning their own money sure. because that's what I had to do. That's what my mum made me do because that's what she did. And what's what, yeah. you know, so. I mean, it, my daughter, to be fair, was working at 13 and she has worked on and off all the way through and it's only COVID that stopped her working at the moment. So that is true. My son's showing no inclination whatsoever. <laughs> I think boys are pretty lazy. But um yeah, I just feel like um, it's my job not to be their friend. I hear people say it all the time, and it really annoys me. I think when they're older, yes, but I, it really annoys me when I hear a parent say, oh, we're best friends. And I think well, you're not there to be their friend. You know, you're there to be everything else, and that's not popular some of the time. Yeah, no, I get that. I But, but I do think that me and my daughter get on really well, and she doesn't really have a social life. So when she's doing right. stuff, she comes to me. And she How old is your daughter? She's just turned 18. So she says yeah. that I'm her best she's friend. She's an adult now, isn't she? 
So yes, different. she is now. Um, sure. Absolutely, she is now. And so she needs, she's off to uni. Like I said, I think I said in the last episode, she's off to uni. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to be absolutely heartbroken because actually sure. she's my rock in the sense that when my husband was diagnosed with terminal cancer, she was the one that was trying to make you know make sure we're all okay because yeah, oh. um, she wants to hold it all together and look after us. But at the same time, we're looking after her in our way, but she's looking yeah. after us. And she, if oh, I so lovely, if, so mature. <laughs> if I need to go out to the shops or to work, and my husband, you know, is is not at home or whatever, I yeah. don't think twice about just saying, "Right, Alicia, I'm going out now," and I off I go, and she's there looking after my children, sure. like you know, putting them to bed or whatever. Um, yeah. which she just, it, I think maybe because I have so many children, it's just become my way of right. We all just help each other out a little bit. Um, yeah. but I do know that neither my eldest son or my daughter want children at an early age so but they've obviously learned that you know it's hard work and so that they want to get yes, on and do their life the reality yeah I mean in days gone by of course it was really common that that you'd have children spread out over a long period of time my dad was one of seven and you know the eldest one looked after the little ones certainly a lot and I don't think it was something that people um didn't expect I think it's only today people don't often have such big families and they often don't have the big gaps in between but back in the day I think it was quite common yeah. It's interesting what you say about them not wanting children early because I was 30 when I had my daughter and then 32 for my son. And my daughter's already been saying for a few years, I want to be a younger mum. It's really interesting. So I think perhaps there's often this pattern of resistance. You see what your parents have done and you think, oh, I'd try it differently, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Um, not that, you know, I've, there's never been any problems or anything. We've not struggled with any of the children touch with. They've all been, um, yeah. my middle one can be a little madam, but nothing that we <laughs> can't handle, that type thing. Sure. Um, so it's not like they've ever seen us like going through anything really bad with any of them or having yeah. to, you know, they, really like support them in any way apart sure. from being mum and dad and, and a normal healthy family yeah and everything um, that goes with it sure yeah so, so it's not like they've seen anything different it's just that their perspective is mum didn't get to and I suppose they know that because I talk to them openly and honestly about things so they know the things that I wanted to do with my life yeah. which yeah. maybe I didn't get to do at the time yeah sure. because I had children so it stopped me from being able to pursue where I wanted to go um, did you having had children at all different ages I know it's hard to say because it's not like you were having your first at the age you had your fourth, but can you compare? Can you say something was easier? Were you less tired? Were you, um, did you, you know, did you have more energy? Did you enjoy being a younger mum more than being an older mum or vice versa? What, what's it been like for you? I think um, it's, it's not been too bad, to be fair, because I, I'm, I've always had kids. So I've always been actively around children and that's what I did for yeah. a long time of my work. So, but physically, um, I was a lot more, obviously had a lot more energy and stuff with my first, but I think I enjoyed having Toby at, I, I was 39 when I had Toby. Right. Um, but although that was a little bit more testing on my body, um, you know, and I, I was still a, little, a lot more um, tired when I was pregnant yeah. and having the baby, I feel that like I enjoyed that time with him more really? because I was more experienced. I wasn't fretting about everything like sure. I was with Nathan. Yeah, I do hear people say that a lot, that you're more relaxed, you're more laid back. Yeah, but I definitely had much more energy with Nathan. I could go off and kick a football round with him and, and wrestle him on the floor. I don't do that with Toby so much, but we do <laughs> <laughs> We do have... You're we, fine. Play with yourself. Play with the mud. <laughs> you, you, you've got lots of brothers. Go play with them. Lots of <laughs> <laughs> you go for someone. I have a ton of people. <laughs> 
but he does love his mummy. He comes and sits with me every day, gives me a cuddle and a kiss and tells me how much he loves me. I know it's not a unique thing to say, but I heartfeltly mean it. It's the hardest job in the world, isn't it? Yes. And I think that's because we 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 care so much about it, right? So it's our it's our passion coming out because they're our children they're part of us we love them so much yeah that's what makes it the hardest job I think because oh yeah I I hear you I don't think you're wrong but I think I think that's only an element of what makes it the hardest maybe yeah for me I've got two very um I've got two very feisty children. I don't know where they get it from. Oh, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Feisty people give birth to feisty children. But um, they, obviously, kids press your buttons, right? We all know that. Absolutely. They know exactly where to pop that knife between your ribs, you know? You're like, oh, you bastards. (laughs) And they can hurt me. And I, I, I am given, I won't say I accept or I take, but I am given more grief off them than I would accept of anybody in the world. You would leave a job if your boss treat or colleagues treated you that way. You would leave a partner if they were as abusive to you as your kids can be yeah. over the years. And because, I, this is what, what you're saying, I get that. That's where it comes in, because you love them so much. Yes. You just accept it's part of the journey. It's part of the part and parcel. You might not accept that behavior. You might turn around and say, no, there's consequence to your actions, or I'm not going to put up with this, or right, this stops now. But you still know over the next five, 10 years, you're going to get more of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely. Not, you're not walking away. Yeah, absolutely. My son, my eldest, he's he's 24, and he is like, obviously, he's my my first child, my baby. And I did absolutely everything for that boy because. I wanted to prove myself at 18. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a good mum. Like, you, sure. I might only be 18, but I am a good mum. So, I, you know, I, I really went to town making sure that he had everything, he was looked after. And now, if he, <laughs> he, if he doesn't have something straight away, like, he, he doesn't <laughs> even live with me. He hasn't lived with me for four years. Right. Um, but he will phone me up and he'll go, Mum, I need to pay, like, I need to pay my rent. Or, Mum, I need to... Um, I've sent the bank cards coming to come into your house. Can you let me know when it gets there? Yeah. And and I'll be yeah okay. And then he'll message me again and like a couple of days later, is my bank card there? And I'll be like, no, not yet. And then is my bank card there? Yeah, it's here. Well, can you bring it to me? Well, not today because I'm busy. Well, well, that's not very nice. You you do this for this one. You do that for that one. Wait right. a minute, you're 24. <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah. And he but he hurts me. He does make me cry um, because. I get so frustrated and angry with the fact that I do all of this stuff for him. Yet, like, just something so simple as a bank card can make him be turn around and be like as nasty as he wants to be. Yeah, exactly. But he I does he it. does suffer with his mental health um, a sure. little bit. And so. so does my daughter, who is probably out of the two of them. Although my son's recently, I think, taken the baton from her. But over the years, she has made me cry more than my son. But she has got mental health problems, and this is it. I do know ninety five percent of what she does, she doesn't mean, and she she can't help it no. at the time she's she's openly said it she says i open my mouth i hear the words come out i can't stop them and afterwards i feel terrible yeah and then that tears you up even more as a mum. yeah absolutely they are hard work but um you know i think i think that that like you were saying it is the hardest job but i do think it's that passion for you know they're part of you and you want them to succeed and it doesn't matter how much they throw at you you know that they're capable of succeeding so you just want to prove it to them that keeps us going i know 
how do you find yourself I mean I find with my daughter especially I know she's capable of so much more but but her mental health holds her back and that's frustrating how do you find yourself not living vicariously through them so when I, when I know she's capable of something, she doesn't do it, I feel like, oh, it's such a waste. If it was me, I'd be doing this and this. And, you know, yeah. it's really hard to let them live their own lives. It is. It? it is hard, especially when you can see them going, making a mistake. You're like, do I, do I stop them? Do I not? Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm saying my so I try to let my children do what it is that they want to do. However, I have been known something that they didn't want to do because it was my passion as a child have you um, oh that's and, interesting and they they hated it but I kept oh no you can do it come on let's do it because I wanted them to succeed in it because I obviously hadn't um and I learned and through my first in fact my first second and third child all did it my third child wanted to do it but the other yeah. two didn't really want to do it so right. by the time that it what got was to, it it I was, want to know now oh it's just it was dancing so right. basically I, I absolutely I well. absolutely wanted to be a dancer and that's what I wanted to do with my life and I, it just didn't happen so my right. son went to dance class my daughter went my daughter Alicia went from the age of three and she had bless her no rhythm no rhythm whatsoever she was right. always the one that was out of time she hated going sure. <laughs> but she went every time and didn't complain right. because she wanted to do something for me um whereas my Layla she enjoyed doing the dancing and she was quite good at it and as soon as she got her first medal she was like right I've got a medal I don't want to do it anymore mum so I was like okay "Okay." now my my Theo has said he loves dancing and he's gone to dance class yeah but he doesn't actually want to do the dancing that they teach at dance class he just wants the fortnight dance so (laughs) now this is funny because my daughter did dancing for a while and she quit when she was about eight I think it was and she said I just like the shows if I could just do the shows without any of the weekly lessons Exactly. I was like, so basically, basically, she's just seeking fame and fortune. Yeah, and it's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard discipline to learn as well. You know, you've got to be disciplined with that. It with is. that, so I was putting my kids through doing this because it was my passion, and it, and it took me a few children to realise that's what I was doing. Um, I mean, there's there's tiger mums out there, isn't there? As yeah. well, there's the mums who push and push and push. Oh yeah. They hot house their children. They get them into all kinds of classes, and they don't have a free moment after school and that kind of thing. I think there's a difference between that and what I did, which was um, because my children were very not very interested in anything. However, if they did something and they wanted to quit very quickly, that made me cross. Yeah. Especially if I paid for something, and I would always say, "I'm never going to make you keep doing something." The only the only exclusion to that was swimming. I wanted them to be able to swim competently, even though they hated the lesson. And so at that point, when they could swim competently, I let them quit. But most things I would say, no, you don't have to do Spanish or you don't have to do art club, but you do have to finish what we've paid for. Yes. And I think that's a difference between that and the kind of pushy mum. Yeah, and I would, I'll agree. I would say to them, oh, you need to finish until like term time and we'll think about it after that and see where we go. Um, yeah. But they do, you know, they have their own little passions. Alicia loved art. I never really pushed her with her art. It's just something that she's really loved doing. And she enjoys doing it because she wasn't pushed. And she'll sit there and do it for hours and hours because it's something that she likes. Layla loves TikTok. And she loves making TikTok videos. So do I. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've seen some of yours. They're like, really good. Last night. Oh, my God. We're doing it till about one. <laughs> but her videos are really good. Like, But it's not. they're not normal, like, the, the, the dancing ones. She's into cos. Is it cosplay? She loves to dress up. Yes. But she's only oh. she's only eleven, but she will dress up as loads of different characters and do really Brilliant. crazy videos. And she gets her sister involved, and her sister will do it because her sister loves cosplay too. <laughs> um, and then their videos are really funny and and really 
you know there's nothing bad about them they're not just dancing or doing it for fame they're doing it for fun it's a creative outlet isn't it yeah absolutely and so she wants to this is her idea she wants to she wants to be she wants to do coding she wants to make games and, and do that kind of stuff there's no way I'm going to be able to teach her that. But my nephew is yeah. um, is a A-star coding student. So, you know, she's got a cousin that can help her. <laughs> That's, That's superb. I just genuinely think motherhood is, is harder than fatherhood. I don't know what you, or your take on that is. That might be a controversial thing to say, but I honestly believe it. I, I, I think we worry more or, or we're not, we're not, we don't hide our feelings as much, maybe. We're not as good at hiding them. Because I think my husband, he worries just as much as I do with things. Do you? Um, and he he is a great dad. Like, you know, he but he's a lot more strict in the way that he's but he doesn't do it the same way as me, if that makes sense. And my kids will say He does, yeah. Mummy, I want you to help me because when I'm telling them, I tell them in a completely different way to how he he's they they're more like, Oh my goodness, daddy's telling me off. Like, but he's not, yeah. he's just getting frustrated or whatever. But he, sure. he is a really good dad. He does, like, you know, he makes their dinner. He's, he, he's, he's a proper, like, house husband. He, he will do everything. He's, he's not shy of um, anything, you know, so we, like, share everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know so it's mean. really, yeah. it's been a really nice, a balance. nice balance. Yeah, so I don't yeah, think I've ever had you. that where it's, it's harder for me than it is for him because we've always shared absolutely everything. But would you agree that it is though for a majority would you see it in friends and family and because I feel I agree maybe they don't not care as much but I think they have an ability to compartmentalize yeah it's that whole men are from Mars women are from Venus I think a man goes off to work and genuinely barely thinks about his family a lot of the time yeah no I do I see where you're coming from and I I think as well like I definitely worry a lot more about things than my husband does so I feel like I'm always the one that's stressing and I'm always the one that's got the anxiety about everything and he just seems to it's like oh it'll be I fine and it'll be on his playstation playing or whatever and I'm like why are you playing on a playstation what are we gonna do this (laughs) But, um, but yeah I get that because obviously people they 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 have different ways of living don't they and I think that's how it comes well, yeah, I, I think there's. I do think there's a biological thing that goes on we, well, when you carry a child. Oh yeah, and you birth a child. I, I just genuinely think it has to forge a different kind of bond than a father can have. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, and I also think that actually leads us nicely onto what I was going to say next, which is, I I do con- I do get concerned about when the children it's the empty nest syndrome, isn't it? When they leave, because I think. I think that adjustment, you talked about your daughter going to uni, I think it's very, very different for a mother. Yeah. No, yeah, so he wasn't sitting there crying yesterday, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the thing, right? That you've given birth to these children and you carry them around for like nine months. You've had to go through right, all that. Maybe you breastfed them and you're the one. That, I mean, I find, I don't know about you, but that dad could be sat in a room and they will still say mum. And I hear this, I heard it this week on a message from my friend. Literally every parent I speak to says, well, it's always mum that they go to or want. Yeah, I get that as well. But yeah, in my house, it's different in my house because we both we both are very active in, in the roles that we're doing. Um, actually, to be fair, my kids will say dad more because I'm the one that's more strict when it comes ah. to um, like things like sweets and things like that. Okay. Um, so and that, they're like soft touch dad so yeah they'll be like dad can I have a sweet and he'll say go ask your mum or whatever so they'll come in yeah. and they'll say mum can I have a sweet and I'll say no you can't have a sweet have you had your dinner um, have you brushed your teeth this morning or whatever 
and then yeah. they go off and I'll, I'll go into the, the, the living room and they'll be sitting there eating sweets. And I'm like, why are you eating sweets? <laughs> and their dad said we could. And he's like, they told me you said that they could have them. And like, oh, so we end up, you. yeah, they do. <laughs> so we end up having like little bickers over, over silly things that the kids have put us into this yeah. decision. But it is the kids playing us. But they would rather go to their dad for things like that because they know he's going to say yes. He's like, yeah. dad, can I have my pad in bed tonight? Yeah, 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 take it to bed. Here, I've charged it for you. Mum, can I have my pad? pad? No, you can't. You're going to bed to go to sleep. It's bedtime. <laughs> um, I think I definitely am the more strict in that way. But when it comes to like schoolwork and stuff, like, you know, doing things in a certain way, yeah. he's more strict than I am. I mean, do you think, do you think it, there's an element of motherhood that defines you? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think, I don't know. I feel no, like I don't think there so. is an element of it. I think, I think when my my children are no longer here, I, there's going to be a subtle a subtle shift in my identity. I really Maybe. do. I do. Yeah, I do. And I've seen it happen with other mums. And I think it will take a period of adjustment to work out who I am again. I think it will help if I'm doing another, have had another role, like I've got another career going or something like that. But I still feel it's going to be a period of adjustment yeah maybe and maybe i'm not feeling that because i've got five children spread so out many in the all space and and and, like, and, and so it's not going to happen forever yeah i mean like my youngest is four so i've already gone through it with nathan i'll go through it by the time i get to my fourth i'll be like yeah well i'm i'm me like, like <laughs> going off you go pack your bags <laughs> it's really interesting though when it for you it will when be, number yeah. five does go because that's such a long period of time of being a mother yeah absolutely yeah interesting oh i just don't know i'm not sure i I genuinely think i don't i genuinely think the day my last child goes and leaves home and remember at the moment i'm seeing with different eyes because i'm on my own yeah i've just got this vision of me bouncing off the walls like a pinball machine (laughs) on my own going a little bit stir crazy but um i don't know i do i do think um i don't think i could have I, it's a difficult one to say, but I feel like I always wanted to be a mum at some point. I, there's lots of people I know who don't have children, don't want them, don't know if they want them still. Um, but for me, I knew I wanted to be a mum. And I do think it's an element of what defines me. If I hadn't been able to have them, I think I personally would have struggled very, very much with that. Yeah, um, I wanted to be a mum, definitely wanted to be a mum. And um, it, I think, I think... It was my escape as well from the life that I was living as a as a, a teenager. My 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 yeah. upbringing wasn't that. Not my parents were fine. It just wasn't yeah. that great of an upbringing. I've not... spoken about this before. Yeah. Yeah. So I think having had Nathan, it was kind of like, oh my god, actually now I can move out. Now I, you know, I, now I can be me, um, in my own yes. right. So I think maybe that's why it doesn't. I'm not being defined as being a mum as such because right. Nathan was my chance for me to just be me. I don't yeah, know. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He opened a door for you. Yeah, absolutely, he did. Uh, he opened lots of doors for me. Bless him. Oh, oh how old is he now? Twenty-four. Twenty-four and a pain in the butt. No, he's not a pain in the butt. <laughs> I love him to pieces. So he's, let's, he's going let's, through let's hard make time. Make an assumption because let's be realistic. Your youngest is probably not going to leave at eighteen. Um, in the current in the climate that we're moving into, um, let's say your youngest leaves at twenty-two. How long will you have been a mother for then? Um, uh, when oh your God, youngest Nathan, is 22, Nathan, how old Nathan will, will your be, eldest be? Nathan will be 46. 
goodness. You see what I mean? Older than me. Most people have, have been a mum for maybe 20 something years when their child leaves home, when their children, like, you know. Yeah. You'll have been a mum for that long. You'll forget what it's like to not have children around. I will. Oh, my goodness. Maybe you should just have another one, just to be sure. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I've got two girls, three boys. I don't, I don't need any more. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. The boys are easier than the girls. I agreed that the boys have always been easier. But as my son's hit like 14, 15, I'm now starting to struggle. The, very, the sheer size and physical strength of him means I find it very hard to even say, come on. And like, you know, you go to, to sort of tug their arm, like, come on, go and do your room. I've asked you through it. And they just, they pull back and you feel the strength in them. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing. You don't, don't admit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he knows. I can see the look on his face. <laughs> uh, my daughter, definitely, they feel things so much more, I think. Yeah. Um, and also not just feel things more, but other girls can be just so vile. And so you've just got this cycle of... Um, other other girls are feeling insecure so they treat other girls badly and then those girls feel bad so then they do it back or you know and I just found that cycle went on forever in primary school it was just horrendous yeah and I think I think for me I think Alicia struggled in primary school she had some people really bullying her um yes and she never really had she's got two she had two friends in school that she hung about with but even one of those sometimes could be a bit mean to her um she still hangs around with those girls but the girls that she was be- that were actually bullying her in in like middle school and stuff, they yeah. went to a different high school. So she kind of right. had that breather and got to become like Alicia as as she is now. Yeah, when you see your child do that, I remember seeing Emily do that. It, it's lovely to see them like just blossom really yeah. and uh, gain confidence as, in who they are. I remember her first like, her year seven prom. Um, it was a Valentine's ball and my nephew is the same age. They're in the same school together. And so they decided they'd just go together, like to keep each other company and, and sure. show up. And being at the same age, my daughter, she put on she had a little tiny pair of high heels. They weren't huge heels or anything. Yeah. Just a little pair of high heels. Curled up, put her little hair extension um, And she was like towering over this, my nephew, like towering <laughs> over him. And I went to the parents' evening Um and I, she's because she had to go into um, a transitional class because of her her anxiety and stuff of how to right. like communicate with other children. So she had yeah. to go into a like a special class where they would teach her. It was a bit like being in middle school still, and not so much high school. So she was kind of doing right. a bit in there and a bit in the high school, so that she was kind of getting to until she was ready. And the teacher said to yeah. me. Oh my goodness, it was like something out of a movie when Alicia walked through the door with Ben. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, everybody just, all the teachers all just turned around and they just looked and they were like, oh my God, it's Alicia. Oh my God, because she's obviously made her effort where she's all quiet and and, and meek. She just looked like this beautiful prom queen walking in or whatever. So unexpected. It made Alicia, like you could see, like she sat next to me, she was like, oh. (laughs) All giggly. yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness. But she did come home from it and say, the teacher was all staring at me. And I don't know why, mum. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) But it was obviously because they were shocked. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice to see kids come out of their shell like that. Yeah. Would you say that motherhood has been the the journey that you thought it would be? Because for me, it's not at all how I envisioned, envisioned, can't even say it, envisioned being a mum. No, not at all. 
like, I think we get this that again is is what we see on the media, right? On on TV oh, yeah, and, and, and anybody things. Anybody can know what it's really like in this until it happens. No. I mean, I always joke with people that you pee on that stick and it comes up with a blue line and all you can see at that point is having a baby. Yeah. You can't see. It's like the whole difference between a wedding and a marriage, isn't it? You yeah. can't you can't imagine what you, you just think it's going to be a bit fluffy and a few sleepless nights and then it that's and it's that's it. It's yeah. fine. And it's so much bigger than that. Yeah. And I think. People always say to them or say to a mum, don't they? Oh, it'll be fine, you know, like after they get their sleep routine, it'll all settle down. But it doesn't because then, <laughs> no. then terrible twos like kick in and, and it just it I just know. goes on and on and on. And then My they get attitudes. <laughs> at 17 still doesn't sleep. And I remember thinking it'll change when she when she has cut her teeth, when she's in a bed, when she's at nursery and more tired, when she's at school. And this journey never had an end point. Yeah. <laughs> ever you know and then you that's when you just realize yeah okay it's just going to keep changing I was lucky with Nathan he was a really easy baby um you know he he settled really well he was always happy and smiley but then I had Alicia and oh my yeah. goodness it was like having the devil child like <laughs> seriously I was like oh my god she put me off having kids I don't even know why I went for number three I have that's no okay. idea um but I would have to sleep with my hand in the cot and like be touching her if I took wow. my hand out of the cot she would just scream and scream and scream if I put my hand back in she'd go quiet she was I don't know why Amazing. because I have no idea she was just like that like it took Amazing, a long time it? for her to bloom into who she is now <laughs> Cool. Okay. That's a good one on motherhood. Um, there's so much more that we could talk about, but we'll be here forever. We would, yeah. <laughs> okay. We might try and get a guest in for you in the next couple of weeks. So um, keep your ear to the ground for that one. And until next time, ladies, go and get more. Bye. That was nice. I like that. Good one. Mummy, mummy okay. life. Okay. All right. So, pay. Oh, mummy life. We could talk about mummy life. Oh, All no, of the no, things no, we've had so to do. Much, isn't it? I literally could sit there for another hour talking about shit to do with being a mum, but I won't. <laughs> I'm going to go down and sew my cushion covers. I'm good. Garden furniture. So. I've got to sort my, 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 my party out. I want a, a proper party. But it's, meant to, <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to be my birthday. I'm like, they're all bringing cocktails. We're going to have cocktail competition oh, and okay, shots. So um, when we finally are back to real normality, as in no restrictions, I'm having an 80s party night here and you're, here, and you're going to have to come. Oh, yes, definitely. All 80s music and you know who I'm going to dress up as, don't you? Like... Madonna! <laughs> How many Madonnas do you think there'll be? Well, I think Alison Webb might come as a Madonna, my friend, because she has been to see her at every gig she's ever done, um, and is a huge fan, so... Yeah. All right, honey, you have a great weekend. And you. And, um, yeah, let me know. We'll add, can you add something to the chat to the three of us? You know, yeah, I will do. See if we can get um, a time slot put in. Yeah, that'd be really good. All right, darling, take care. See you later. Talk to you. Bye, honey, bye. bye. Thank you.